Good morning. So, first of all, thank you for inviting me back. I guess the show wasn't so bad last week, so thank you. Um, or you just didn't have anybody else. Okay, so um, last week we discussed just the halachas of Siddi Kiddushin, and um, I said that we'll have a follow-up on the laws of Ksuba, Iker Ksuba, Tesefis Ksuba, but um, I figured Ashkacha Pratis, tonight is Hanukkah, and it's probably more of a relevant topic for the next uh, eight days, so I figured I'll just speak about that. So the Sugi of Hanukkah, everybody knows it's on the Gemara and Shabbos. There's no Mesechta Hanukkah. There's a Mesechta Megillah, Psachim. But when it comes to Hanukkah, even though Hanukkah is also Drabonan and Purim is Drabonan, but for various reasons, there's no Mesechta Hanukkah. Where is the Sugi of Hanukkah found? So it's in the second chapter, in the second parak of Shabbos, by Mehmed Likin. Over there, the Mishnah enumerates different um, lights and different candles and oils that you're allowed to use for Hadlokas Neris and Shabbos. So then the Gemara goes into the sugya of Hanukkah. So the Gemara asks, on the Chofalaf and Beis, the Gemara asks, my Hanukkah. Like Rashi says, what? why did they institute the, what Ness was so special about Hanukkah that they instituted a whole holiday? So the Gemara says, the Tarun Abanon, we learn in Abraisa, Bechof he bekislev yoimei de Hanukkah, tamnen inun, on the 25th of Kislev is the day of Hanukkah. It's eight days. And these eight days, the Lemispid behind, there's no eulogies. Udle Lisan is behind. You're not allowed to fast these eight days. And the Gemara says, what happened? When the Greeks came into the Beis HaMikdosh, Timu Kol So the first thing is, they defiled all the oils. Where in the Hechel? Kishagobru Malchus Beis Chashmanoi. So now when the Chashmanoim, the Maccabees, were victorious, they, they won over the Greeks, they only found one jug of oil. Now it's very interesting, Rashi and Zeis HaBracha, I don't know how many people realize this, because we all learn it on Simchas Teda, and maybe we don't really, it's such a fascinating thing Rashi says. says that if you, how many Maccabees were there? People think there was, okay, we say Rabbim biyad ma'atim, but if you look in Rashi, Rashi says, according to him, there was only 13 or 12 or 13 actually Yidin that were fighting the war. That means that according to the Rashi, Shemikra, most of the Jews were not part of the actual war uh, between the Greeks and the Jews. Because as we know, a lot of Jews became Hellenists. They became, they, they were, they converted or whatever. They, not converted, but they actually uh, took on the theories and the theology of the Greeks. So it's interesting how there's maybe 12 or 13 actual Yidin fighting the, the the great army. So what happened? Once they were victorious, right away they come to the base of They found a jug of oil that was with the signature of the Kayan Godel. And it was only able to last for one day. What happened? There was a miracle. And a miracle happened. It lasted for eight days. 
So what happened? Lashon Acheres, the next day, Kelvin Vaso, Yomim Tevim Bahalavaydah, they established Yom Tevim Bahalavaydah. That means, according to the Gemara, when you learn Pashtab Shat, what was the greatest miracle of Hanukkah? Is the fact that they were, that the Pach Echad Shoshemen was supposed to last for one day and lasted for eight days. So on this Gemara, you have a few questions. Number one is, as the famous question that Besesef asks, is so how long was the miracle for? If the jug of oil was able to last for one day and it lasted for eight days, that means the first day wasn't a miracle. So why are we celebrating eight days of Hanukkah? So the Besesef gives like three answers. He says, one answer is, is that they put in only a little bit of a, they took the jug of oil and they divided it into eight. There's literally a Sefer which has a hundred different answers on this question. The famous Shiloh of the Besesef and a hundred different answers of why we celebrate eight days. The Rebbe has a fascinating sicha. It's, uh, I believe it's in print in a chedesh of hey. The Rebbe's chedesh on nimna haninois. That the, that the chedesh of the menera is that a lit, it burns, but it didn't consume. Very like a, a, a chedesh that, it's like you only, you have like the Rebbe's guy in Torah, how he looks at things, it's just unbelievable how, if you have the time, I would I would encourage you to learn the sicha. Okay, so then you have another question the Gemara asks. The Mepharshim asks on the Gemara is, the Rebbe speaks about this. It's really from the Rishenim is we know that Tuma Hutra Betzibar. So according to Rashi, maybe it's not a Shaila because according to Rashi, most of the Jews were not Tummy. Who was Tummy? It was the the Greek, the the the, the few Yidin that fought against the Greeks. But the general halach is Tuma Hutra Betzibar. So if the majority of the congregation was Tomei, so why do they have to wait? The pastors, why did it take eight days? Why we? Why, what's the miracle eight days? Because it took basically four days to travel there. It took four days to travel back wherever they got the oil. So it took eight days for them to just get back into, into motion. But if most of the Jews were anyways Tomei, they could have lit the Menera in the state of Tumah. Why do they? Uh, why do they have to wait these eight days? And Hashem had to make a miracle. So we know what the Rebbe says is that the difference between Spartan and is the difference between the war against the Greeks and the war, let's say Haman, is that Haman wanted, as the Megillah said, Lahashmi Laarig Labidis called Yehudim Zokin. He wanted to destroy everybody. It was literally like he, like a Holocaust. He wanted to just wipe out the Jewish people. The Greeks, they didn't really have a problem with the Jews per se. They liked the, the culture of the Jews. They liked the the, the, the the way they thought, the way they... But the problem is, is they didn't like that the dedication that they had to the Ebishter. And that's why we say, in Dalanissim, we say, we don't say that they... So this should have said, grammatically, it should have said that they wanted to make you forget the Torah. What does it say? That they wanted to make forget Hashem's Torah. In other words, learn Torah because it's a it's a, it's, it's a very wise book. It's a sefer which is very intelligent. But don't learn it because it's the Abishra's Torah. So when it came time now for what was the fight? The fight wasn't against. It wasn't a physical. It wasn't like a a war. It was a war in theology. It was a war in in how do you look at Hashkafa? How do you look at Yiddishkeit? It's a famous story. The Friedrich Rebbe. 
when the Friedrich Rebbe came, uh, I think in 1940, when he, and he he had a whole vikuach with the Gedolim on on Chinuch. So the Friedrich Rebbe said, and this is you see this nowadays. A few months ago, the government's trying to fight against education. Why are we fighting back? Like, think to yourself, you know, what's the big deal? So you have math, you have English. These are all skills, and I think we can all agree these are all skills that will help us out in life later on. So what's the big, what's the big deal? You take an hour or two and, and go learn secular studies. And the Friedrich Rebbe, and they told the Friedrich Rebbe, when it's a brenta fire, when when there's a fire burning. You don't go look and say, let me use the cleanest water and the best. You just take, even if it's dirty water, and you and you extinguish the fire. So they said, now there's a fire going on. You're going to go start and start trying to have the unaltered way of chinech, the unaltered way of Yiddishkeit. You have to take what you can get. So the Friedrich Rebbe said, yeah, you're right. But when you're fighting fire with kerosene, and you're throwing kerosene on it, it's going to make the fire even worse. So what the what the Yidden were basically the message the Jews were telling the the Greeks is that you want to defile our shemen. What's shemen? Shemen is like it's the chachma, it's the mesiras nefesh that a Yid has. That they said you're not you're not getting you're not you're not touching you're not touching that. You're not touching our our to the Eibushner. And that's why it's very interesting. The Sfarim say that when you take let's say. Uh, if you look in Teira Ur, the Altareva, the whole war, like we said, is a spiritual war. So they, the 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 Sfarim say that the the Gragger and the Dreidel, what's the difference between the two? Besides, one makes noise, one doesn't. But the 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 pin of the of the Dreidel is on top, and the and the the handle of the of the uh, Gragger is on the bottom. Why? So he says because the Hanukkah was a spiritual war. Purim was more of a physical war. <coughs> Now, it's very interesting to note that in the entire Alanism, like Rashi, Rashi asks from the Gemara, what's the, what do they establish the Nesan? So the Papashtus comes out from the Gemara that the miracle was the Shemotsu Pach Echad Shoshemen and was supposed to last only one day and lasted seven days. If you look in the Alanism and you just translate the words, there's not one mention about the miracle of the Menera. We speak about in the days of Matasyo, who was the son of Yechanan, Kohen Gadol, Hashemunai and his children, that when Malchus Yavon wanted to destroy them and to Lashichem Teresecha, so uh, what happened? They stood up to them and they, and they, uh, and they, uh, and they, um, and Hashem made a great miracle and then they came, Ufinus Yechalecha, Vatirs Mikdashecha, and then Vidliku Neres Pechachis Kachacha. The Rebbe says in the Sicha, Vidliku Neres Pechachis Kachacha doesn't mean that they lit the because the Menera wasn't lit in the Chatzar. The Menera was lit in the Hechel. It wasn't lit in courtyards. So the Rebbe says, means that as a festive, as to, to celebrate, when we want to celebrate and have a festive meal and we want to have the show celebration, we light candles. So has nothing to do with the Menera. Kumtais comes out that basically the entire Alanism doesn't mention anything about the miracle of the Pach Echad Shoshemen. Where do we mention that in the in the Aner Salalu that we light? Okay, there's different Bureaum of why, but just to get into the uh, a few practical halachas, just before I to mention one more thing. So the Gemara said the Gemara mentions about the miracle of the Pach Echad Shoshemen. The Rambam says the Rambam gives a history, even though Rambam in Halachas Shabalachis is not a history book, but over here he brings down and says that in the times of the Bayashani. 
the the second temple that when the Greeks overpowered the Jews. In other words, the Jews they weren't in exile; they were in Eretz Yisrael. They were in Eretz Yisrael, and and uh, and the Greeks now were victorious over the Yidden. So they didn't let them learn Torah or mitzvahs. And what do they do? First of all, Pashtu Yidein b'Mamayin. They took their money. They, 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 they ransacked and took away all the Jews' money. And when they say them, and they and they had uh, relations with their daughters. So the um, Hashem had a miracle on them, and then the the Kainim basically brought back the Malchus for 200 years. Now, why do we celebrate Hanukkah on the 25th? So, Bapashtis, like the Rambam says, is because Hanukkah, that's when they rested. They rested on the 25th. So, Hanukkah is Melosh and Chanu Chafei. The Meiri holds, the Meiri argues on the Rambam and says that really they rested on the 24th. It's just the 25th, that's when they were able to get back into the Heichel and start to uh, really uh, get back things into normal, but really he holds that really the miracle of Hanukkah really started from today. Now, um, Hanukkah also is Rosh Hashanah's Ches Neres V'Halacha Kibes Hillel. That uh, we know the Machlekes of how do you light? The Maran Shabbos says that you you start lighting from eight seven, meaning the first night eight, then seven and six, or is it the opposite? One, two, three, like the way we paskin. So Hanukkah, we say it's called Hanukkah because Ches Neres V'Halacha Kibes Hillel. Now. There, even though that on Hanukkah, it's not like Purim that we know one of the mitzvahs ayim is to actually have a meal. On Hanukkah, there's a mitzvah to be marba a little bit in the Suda, but there's no mitzvah of it. Now, another reason is we call it Hanukkah is because this was the day that the Melechus HaMishkan was completed, even though the Eberster told the Yidin to wait till Rosh and Nisan to inaugurate the Mishkan, but really the actual Mishkan was ready already on Chofei Kislev, so that's other, it's another Simcha, another Simcha. Now, um, it's brought down that if you do want to have a Sudas Mitzvah, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, that you have to add in Shirei Spitishbachis. So there should be singing, there should be divritato. It's brought down as well in Halacha that it's the days that you add in Stucco, because this is a this is a time that you could, if God forbid there was pigima in your nefesh, so it's brought down that Stucco Dafka on Hanukkah helps with that as well. It's brought down as well that uh, like we said from the Gemara, you don't fast on Hanukkah, but on the day before or after you could. Now. Um, just a few more things before we get into the practical halacha. Hanukkah, you're allowed to work. It's mutter and work as well. Now, the nashim, the woman, should make sure not to work by the time of uh, the time that the neiris are lit. And it's brought down also, Shulchan Aruch says, don't be makel in these halachas that a woman should work. Why? And work means, you know, laundry or all these things. This is, this is what it means, mulacha um, by a work. Now, what's the reason why we're machmer by woman? So, the the Shulchan Aruch says that in the times of the Yevonim, they had a minig. That the, the minig was is that when a girl would get married, she first had to have relations with the minister of the of the army, 
And then afterwards, then she can get married. So what happened? The daughter of Yechanan, Kohen Gadol, who was a very, very, uh, it, was a pretty, it was a beautiful girl. The Melech wanted to have relations with her, and she agreed. And then she gave him cheese and gave him wine, and she got him very tired, chopped his head off, brought the head to Yerushalayim, and once the nation, once the Yabonim saw what happened to their head guy, they all ran, and because of that, the meaning is, is that we should have cheese, uh, for this uh, ness, as well as make sure also not to, um, the woman should not work as well. Now, when it comes to, when it comes to the oils, basically all oils mutter to, as long as it doesn't have a bad smell or chase a person, because the purpose of the candles is persuminisa. If a person is going to be chased away from that and has a bad smell, then you defeated the purpose. So obviously all um, shamanim are mutter, but the best is to have shem and zais. Why? Because that's similar to the nais in the base amigdash. Now, when is the best time to light? First of all, we say that we, we paskin mahadrin minan mahadrin. In other words, from pure halacha, how many neighbors do I have to light? So Halacha says from the Gemara, as long as you light one candle. We paskin mahadrin mina mahadrin, and in mahadrin mina mahadrin is also exactly what that means. We paskin like the Rambam, the, the, which is interesting. The Ramah, Teisvis, have a different shot than what mahadrin mina mahadrin means. We paskin like the Rambam, which you see, even the Rambam usually is a Svardi, and we don't usually go, we, we go after Ashkenazic paskin, but you see in Hanukkah that, you know, we, we bring us a, a true achtas. So, mahadrim and amahadrim means is that every single person in the family has to light eight, uh, the first night one candle, the second night second candle, a third. So, regular mahadrim is, is that every night you light, uh, every. so even that's a machleikus. But pashtus, it means that every person in the family lights one candle. Every night. Every night. Now, you're going to ask, so where does it come nowadays, the halacha? So I can tell you a few cases. First of all, let's say, God forbid, somebody's, let's say, in the hospital. And for whatever reason, he can't light the candles. And the only way he can light the candles is if he puts, he could get away with one candle in the sink. Nobody knows about it or whatever. So you see that in halacha, that comes very, it could become very, very practical. Now, let's start with the, the shul. So... The, the first time you're going to light, let's say, the is tonight, b- before we go uh, home, is in the shul, um, and the person lighting the menorah makes a bracha. Now, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch that, first of all, the time that we light the candles, so Shulchan Aruch says you light by Tzesach Kechavim. Our meaning is, is that we light by already by Shkia time, which you have to make sure also that the candles, and according to our meaning, last for at least 50 minutes. So if you're lighting by Shkia time, make sure that it lasts at least for 50 minutes. Um, and you're not allowed to do anything also, before a half hour before, you're not allowed to also work or do anything uh, before the lighting of the candles. It's brought down in Paskim. So Machlech is about learning, but most Paskim say learning. When it says you're not allowed to learn, it means the actual time of when the time of lighting the candles come. It doesn't mean a half hour before. Now, uh, so we said like this. Our minig is we Even start. Well, so it's a good question. If you put an alarm clock, I saw some people write that if you put an alarm, it helps as well. But 
Um, so like this. So the person lighting the the menorah in the in the in the shul. So Shulchan Aruch says that the reason why we do it is because Pesuvei Nisa. So it's brought down that if you have at least ten people, it's a machlekes bechlal. Do I need to have ten people that are going to be there at the hadlokas neiris? Or if I know in the next let's say hour ten people are going to come to the shul, can I make the bracha also? So it's a machlekes what to train and what to do. So Bepashtas, when the person lights the menedo, let's say the, take the first night, so he is allowed to, first of all, he makes the brachas. Now, he should make sure, the people that are there, make sure they're not going to be yaitza with this bracha. You're only going to be yaitza with the brachas that happens actually in the actual home. Now, what happens tonight, the person who lights the menedo, does he make a shechianu? So the first two brachas, everybody agrees, he does go ahead and actually say again in his house. But the Shekhyano, so it's brought down that if he's by himself, he should not make a Shekhyano simply because he made it already in the sh- in the shul. If he's been going to be Yitzhah, his family, then he should make a Shekhyano. Now, um, our minig is, everybody has a different minig where they put the menero. Um, the Velt puts it by their window. Why do you put it in the window? Because, presuming Yisa, you want everyone to see the Gemara says in Spratan Alocha that nowadays the main Pirsum Nisa is for your house. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe I think there's a letter in Igor's Kaidish that what's the Mila of having having the Minera a Pesach basis? So we know the Mezuzah is on the right hand side, the Minera is on the left hand, and the reason why we have the Minera on the left hand is in order that it should be Kuli Vimitzis. Now, the the um, the problem, let's say, people, let's say, that live in apartment buildings. So first of all, when they put it by the window, they're not going to, people outside are not going to be able to see it. Number two, the Rebbe says, is that just simply, in those days, I don't know how it is nowadays, but I, I didn't uh, see one of those, Mephsayim and do they still have those backs over there? Mm-hmm. They still have, okay. So the problem is, is that, imagine that, let's say, this is the Manera, this is the back, so the people that are outside see it, but the people inside, because the back is blocking it, they won't see the Menera. So basically, you're, if the Iker Prasumini says for the house, you defeat, by you putting in the window, you're... The what? Even if the yeah, but that's only if you're doing it by the window. What? Yeah, only if you're doing it by the window, I'm saying. No, no, Meaning the back the is back, not... like facing outward? Correct, correct. The back... Uh, let me just clarify. There's no, there's no problem with having a Menera to the back. The problem is, is if you're going to use that Menera for Prasumini and you're gonna put in the window, then the uh, people in the house. Question. But our minarets now that are open, is, is that an issue? No. I have a question. Mm-hmm. You have the you have the the window reflects. You seeing the reflection. It's not enough. If you feel, if one feels that he wants to put it by the window, that's that's it's not against halacha. No, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not our custom. It's not our minigus to put it. Our custom is not a problem because there's no window. One second. Closest possible to the front door, basically. Closest, closest possible to the door that you eat in, where the kitchen is. That's where you should put it. Now, a lot of people, our is, is that even though the Mineda, is allowed to be up to 20 Amis, which is, in halachically, is 30 feet. 30 feet. That's why the public Mineras, you know, the... <laughs> You know, the whole dispute to the biggest Minera, the largest Minera, you know, the whole... Yeah, big, it's a big Dintero. But, 
But basically, you can go up to 30 feet. Now, it says also in halacha that the manure that you put down should be between gimel and yutfachim. Which means, now, what does it mean gimel yutfachim? So halachically, it's basically between 9.5 and 31 inches of the manure, where the manure, where the flame, this is a thing that people don't realize, where the flame of the manure should extend to. So if, let's say, you're putting on a, it's not, it's not a problem halacha, but the chathila, if you can't do it, if let's say your table is higher than 40 inches and you're going to put the manure on top, so that's not, that's not where the flame is supposed to be between gimel and yutvachim. When we say gimel, between gimel and yutvachim, again, nine and a half to 31 inches, that means the actual, where the level of the flame is. From the floor? Right, from the floor, yeah. In a Hanami, if you can't do it, you can't do it. If, let's say, you have kids running around and your kid will knock it down, obviously you have to have seichel. Same thing for the placement of the manara, too. If you have correct, correct. You have kids running around and the kid will knock it down, then, then yeah, you have to use your seichel also. Yeah, so clo- as close as possible to the doorway yeah. where you eat. Yeah. 40 inches is the max? Yeah, Yutfachim is 40 inches. With safety in mind. Yeah. Again, that's lechatchila, if you could, if you can handle it. If you... if Manera could be up to 20 feet. If if you could, the chatchila put it between uh, nine and a half and 31 inches. Not not 31 inches. 31 inches. Yeah. yeah. 31 inches. Then yeah, it's low. So most of the tables that you eat on wouldn't work. Correct. Correct. Again, it's the chatchila. Right. Exactly. Now, uh, another thing is, the Gemara says hadlaka oisem mitzvah. Which means there's a machlek is between is hadlaka isa mitzvah or or uh, or hanacha isa mitzvah. We paskin hadlaka isa mitzvah, which means that the lighting makes the mitzvah. Now, what does that mean in practical halacha? Practical halacha means is that if let's say somebody is lighting, let's say the menorah over here, and then he decides, you know, I want to move it over there, he's not the yitzah. Which means if you have a menorah that you lit in one place and it did not burn, let's say for a half hour and you moved it, you have to extinguish the candles again and relight it with a bracha. Now, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do? Well, no, you don't see Shekhinah again. Now, what if you do, what if you, um, what if you, um, what do you do with, let's say, the, the oil left over? So, the oil left over can I use that oil the next day as well? Can I go ahead and just throw it in the garbage? Can I? What do I do with it? So it's brought down in halacha that this is, it's like muktzah for, for a mitzvah. It's set aside for a mitzvah. So to go in and like throw it out or, you know, without making a condition, it's a little bit of bizarre mitzvah. So what the post can bring down, what you should do practically is you should have in mind that it's only going to be for that amount of time. So let's say our minute is 50 minutes, only for that amount of time. And then you could try not to throw it out, maybe burn it, have a little more more respect. But if you have to, uh, throwing it out, especially with that condition, is not a problem according to halacha. Just back on what you said before. I'm saying if, if, uh, if you light the candles and say one or two goes out, you don't light all of them with the bracha again, you just rewrite those two? Or? Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, because the first the Iker mitzvah is basically yeah. I had a shaila. I don't. I don't. Uh, I remember when I was in Israel, like as a bacher. So the first night of of Hanukkah was the first. The first night was Arab Shabbos. And what happened was is, I don't remember who. 
somebody asked the Shaila. I don't, I don't, it didn't happen to, to any of us when we were staying, but basically he lit the Meneiro Erev Shabbos, and like literally 30 seconds later it, it, it extinguished. And they already lit the, and then afterwards they lit the 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 Neir Shabbos. So I don't, they had a problem. I don't remember what, I don't remember what the halach is. What would, what would be Paskin? Right. So with the wicks, uh, you could either use it again, or like we said, you should have them either, either put it in a bag after Hanukkah and burn it all together, or you can have a mind to just say that it's going to be like it's going to be it's going to be like uh, set aside for like for the first 50 minutes of when you use it and then afterwards yeah now just to well right now just to, just to, sorry just one thing just to mention when we say adlaka is a mitzvah and you're not allowed to move it that's only for the first half hour or let's say our meaning is 50 minutes after 50 minutes if you want to move it then that's not a problem because you relate to the mitzvah what were you saying sorry when someone's finding Minera Shabbos, aren't they having in mind to take in Shabbos? Um, so, you saying the Minera or so, the or the Neir Shabbos? Minera. So, what does it make a difference if a person's wife lit or didn't light? Uh, yeah. So that's a so it's a good. Sh- so I saw people write that that uh, if let's say let's say the uh, the husband let's say forgot to light, and now she lit the candles. So can the husband go now and light it right before? Uh, some poskim say yeah because uh, or let's say or let's say the the husband lit let's say the nearest his name let's say whatever for whatever reason he lit the, the nearest Shabbos before nearest Hanukkah by mistake can he go back now and now light the nearest Shabbos so nearest Hanukkah sorry so some poskim say is that yeah because you know he didn't he, he didn't have full intention when he to be the Shabbos yeah in a Hanami um okay um. Now, just the practical, some practical halachas of alanisim. Um, if let's say you forgot, you, you forgot alanisim in davening. So, let's say shachris. Shachris like this. If you forgot alanisim, and you said, and you said. Um, you remember before you made the bracha teishimcha, so then you can go back and you say al anisim. If you forgot, let's say after shemonesrei, so then you don't go back and say al anisim. The same thing is in benching. If you forgot to say al anisim, then you remembered before the bracha, you go back. If afterwards, then you don't go back. Um, Okay, there's a there's a there's a famous just leave off like this. There's a famous uh, dispute when the Rebbe came out with Miftzah Hanukkah, or I should say the the whole presuming Nisa of lighting public menorahs. So of course you had those people, those uh, on the Misnagna, whatever it is, that they had to find an issue up Allah with every Miftzah that ever came out with. So what was their big issue with Miftzah Hanukkah? Ha'itachin, that the shluchim are making brachas on a public manera. And then they're making brachas, and then they have to go be yitz in their own, in their own, and, and, and they don't they they don't announce that the people that are there also should go and light into their house, and how could they be yitz to the people there, and how can you make a bracha? Um, so, whatever, Rabbi Greenberg, 
came in the cradle this week. He gave a whole share on it. Why Alpiyalach is not a problem. But the Nikudas Advarim is just like we light a. Uh, mani- hmm? Oh, very good. So he says, like this, very simple. It should be just like a shul. We're lighting the menorah in the shul. What's the point of Hanukkah? It's Pursumi Nisa. We're lighting it to be mafarsim. So if you have a minion over there, for sure it's not a problem to make a bracha because, again, it's all about being mafarsim. So what's the difference? Like, take the same, like you just said, take the same logic in the shul and use it for the public menorahs. They they had a fit with it. I would, if you have the time, I would, uh, it's a very geshmak sure he gave. Fine, there's, uh, like like we say, by Yeser Mashakarasi Khan, like the Kohen Gadol said by uh, by uh, the Avedo, more than he read. There's there's a lot more to discuss on Hanukkah. If you have a specific shilas, if I you know you want to ask if I can answer, if I know it, I'll uh, definitely try to answer. Um, but that's basically <coughs> the gist of the halachas of Hanukkah. Then you have obviously on Shabbos the Matzah um, Shabbos in Shul. So first we usually. If you're at home, you say Havdalah, and then you light the candles. In Shul, you light the candles, and then you say Havdalah. Um, okay, fine. That's basically it. Shkoyach.